You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. It's the Bomber Brothers Podcast with Ryan and Sean Chichester. Swung on and driven to deep left. For the line, she is gone. Aaron Judge, line one right down the line. Swung on and line to right center field. It is a base hit. Grounding third, scoring kind of from left off. And the Yankees win the ball game with two in the bottom of the ninth. Hit in the air to left center. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a grand slam. Oh, a Stantonian home run. Talking all things Yankees baseball. Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of the Bomber Brothers podcast. Sean and Ryan back as always. New episodes after each series. Make sure you are subscribed, rate, review, all that good stuff to hear us banter about the Yankees before we're previewing each series and recapping each one. Uh, Today we got, just because of scheduling reasons we're trying to get this one done earlier than normal and i'd say it's pretty safe to do that the yankees are up 10 nothing in the bottom of the eighth inning as we speak aaron judge just took uh manny bonuelos deep for a grand slam just you know seemingly minutes after he was added by the pirates after the yankees dfa'd him but sean after a frustrating loss to the lowly pirates on tuesday uh, the Yankees have obviously come back in a big way here. People were all concerned about the offense and not scoring runs. Jose Quintana shut them down on Tuesday night, and now here they are hanging a 10 spot on the Pirates and, and not just not just putting up those runs, but it's also the way they've been putting up those runs. Judge, who was slumping for the last two weeks, has three hits, including the Grand Slam. Gallo has a home run. Higgy, a home run. Donaldson, a home run. It seems like, it seems like all the bats that we were concerned about who have who have been slumping of late or all season are uh, coming alive in in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean after Tuesday which was super frustrating, you know, 5-2 loss and I think you know, the Yankees did have what 12 base runners in that game, 10 hits, two walks. Um so they did have traffic. They just weren't able to get the big hit and then they come back today and you know, they have several home runs now. Uh, tonight so it's you know the long ball is king and and the Yankees are putting the ball in the seats and like you said from some unexpected sources um but you know starting off the series I thought the Tyone start was pretty discouraging I thought that was the thing I was that upset me more rather than the offense because I think we know the offense has a couple of you know with Rizzo and his back being a little bit stiff and you know you have a couple holes here and there in the lineup that's just the way it is right now but uh, I thought Tyone's start uh, Tuesday was, was pretty discouraging. I was really hoping to get him back on track. And then you come back today and Severino twirls the gem, which and it, he had trouble early and got out of it. And then he just cruised uh, for six, uh, a relatively low effort outing, only 88 pitches through six innings. Yeah. I'd love to see that from Sevy and 
can, again, every passing start from him is just a treat to watch. And he's been such a great comeback story after barely pitching the last three years, but no, totally agree about Tyone. You're, I was hoping that facing his former team and his former home, home city would help uh, turn things around after a, I think he had a near a four and a half ERA in the month of June, but his opening start in July didn't didn't fare much better. So he's kind of been trending downward a bit of late. And again, against the Pirates offense, that's just not very good. So discouraging sign there from Tyone. And I don't I don't know what you attribute it to, but obviously pitchers go through ups and downs throughout a season and Tyone, I think it was July of last year when he was the American League pitcher of the month. So maybe he can maybe he can turn things around and wind up having a strong month. Who knows? But it's not a not an encouraging sign when you come out of a a pretty rough month after a dominant start, and then you go up against an offense that kind of seems set to help you get back on track, but instead you you put up another dud. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely discouraging, but. Um... You know, the, the Pirates really did their damage right in the middle of the order with Reynolds, Sawinski, I know Vogel back got him. Um, so, you know, it, it happens. And I, I mean, I think the good thing is the Yankees have this lead right now. It stands at 13 and a half when this 10 nothing game is complete. It'll bump up to 14, um, I believe. So we, uh, you know, we, we have a nice lead. So Tyone could figure out what's wrong and, and work back towards it. But I think. If you look at the positive, you know, we said Severino, the Yankees have a couple of guys this series now that seem to be working their way back a little bit. Um, you know, uh, whether it be Donaldson and Gallo going yard today, I'm not even going to worry about Higgy because he's, I mean, he's not anybody I'm counting on. Um, and IKF went, you know, he had three hits on Tuesday night and he had two hits tonight uh, so far. So, uh, good to see him going because when he's getting those, you know, singles and doubles, he's getting on base and, you know, he's there when those guys hit that home run. So I thought that w- it was big to get him going as well. And hopefully, um, you know, tonight you can see uh, see maybe Donaldson get going a little bit with two for four so far, including the long ball. And uh, Carpenter continues to hit. So there were definitely some 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 good signs, even though it's going to wind up being a split with the lowly Pirates. Yeah, yeah, IKF is IKF's bat is going to be kind of important at the bottom of that order. You know, you mentioned Higgy and how you're not expecting much from him, and you know he's a defensive first backup catcher. So his, you know, him not replicating what he did in spring training isn't that consequential to to the Yankees' success. And with Gallo, even with him, it's great to see him hit that home run, a no doubter, and you feel good for him because you know how much he's been struggling, but. I think it's going to take a lot more than a few good games for me to have any belief that Gallo is, you know, figuring things out or getting back to what he was doing with Texas when he was an all-star as recently as last year. But in terms of IKF, his bat does seem a little more consequential because his defense hasn't really been exactly what many of us hoped it would be when the Yankees acquired him via trade. Of course, it's a vast improvement over Glaber Torres and, Sports Info Solutions has the Yankees infield as the best defense in the league, which is great to see. But Connor Falefa specifically hasn't been as rock solid at shortstop as many expected him to be as a glove first shortstop. So it helps a lot if his bat is going. And he had that really good stretch in late April, early May after he had a brutal start 
at the plate to begin the season. So hopefully he can put together a, another hot streak and, and maybe be a, a little more consistent, obviously not looking for multi-hit games every night like he's been doing the last couple nights. But you, you'd like to see a little more from, from IKF because, again, it's, he's not one of those guys like a Trevino where if he's not hitting, he's still doing more than his part behind the plate on the, on the defensive side. Yeah, absolutely. And if you get him to get those singles and gets on base and then he's out, you know, in front of guys like LeMahieu and, and Judge and then then Rizzo when they, the lineup turns over and, you know, instead of having a solo shot or a two run shot, you got to have a two or a three run homer. So that's, uh, you know, that's kind of the way I think that the Yankees envision that going into this season. A, a guy that's kind of pesky at the bottom of the order puts the bat on the ball, but you got to get on base. So it's nice to see that. Uh, maybe that luck is beginning to turn for him a little bit. And, um, you know, also, he, look, he's through two thirds of an inning tonight, but he pitched a clean inning last night. Chapman um, had it, you know, had a clean inning, which is newsworthy, if you ask me. And uh, so far yeah. tonight, he's got retired the first two. So hopefully we can see a little bit more out of him and he becomes a weapon we can use out of the out of the bullpen. And he did just complete the inning as I'm as I'm speaking here. Yeah, he uh, got um he hit 102 on the gun on Tuesday night. So he was really, really flexing the, uh, the velo again. And like you mentioned, he just got through, through that inning. He had, he had a strikeout. So good, good, good there from Chapman. Hopefully that can continue because watching him is as stress inducing as it gets. Um, it also looks like obviously since it's 10, nothing, we're not going to get, to see Clay Holmes pitch against his former team and show them what they've been missing in terms of having one of the best closers in baseball and trading him away for basic, basically nothing. It's also funny to just think back on that, on that, uh, on the initial reaction to that trade because who, who fans are upset. Yeah. Or I, not that long ago, I clicked back on that tweet from Yankees PR announcing the trade and just the replies were just, killing the Yankees for this trade and trying to even remember who was in the trade. Like, um, I think, uh, well, park was in the trade. Yeah, Park, Park was the guy people were upset about. Yeah. Saying he should have been called up and obviously he's not, not doing much. So huge, huge trade for the Yankees. I don't really know what else to say about this pirate series, except, you know, sometimes you lose a frustrating, game to a to a bad team on the road like yeah it happens they just couldn't they just couldn't get the uh they couldn't get the big hit they were getting runners on Tyone is obviously going through something right now but what's crazy is that he you know he's going through this rough stretch and yesterday was the first time since this stretch started that the Yankees lost the game that he pitched since he his struggles began so it just shows you how the Yankees can you know, bail their own out and find different ways to win. That's what you do when you're the best team in the league. I mean, this is like I said earlier, Tyone's ERA through June was almost five and he didn't, and the Yankees didn't lose a single game he pitched. So the Yankees, when you're the best team in baseball, you have the luxury of, you know, help letting guys work through stuff. You know, obviously I think working through stuff is no longer the case with a guy like Gallo, but when you, when you're the best team in baseball, you, have the luxury to kind of wait it out till closer to the deadline and not overpay for an outfielder now rather than closer to the deadline when some teams are are trying to sell. So, you know, 
it's it's a luxury the Yankees have. Hopefully Tyone can turn it around, but not not putting much into one loss against against the Pirates, especially since the offense looks like it's right back on track now. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too worried about it. Obviously, you don't like to lose back to back games, but then you come out with a statement win. Uh, and now you have your, you know, your your bullpen kind of rested up heading into a big series with the Red Sox, which I know we're about to get to, but um, saw some good signs from Glaber Torres too. So I, I think even though it's a split and a frustrating split, we've kind of covered whether it be Sevy or um, IKF or Glaber, definitely some positives to come out of this, this series, which, you know, admittedly is a little bit frustrating because of the the split against an inferior team, but you know what you went on the road, you got to split. What are you going to do? I mean, it happens. Yeah. And it's always good to see judge go yard again. Kyle Schwarber was uh, picking up, Picking up steam fast. I mean, he's got he had another multi home run game tonight. He was, I think, two behind the pace and, and now three because Judge hit number 30 on the season. So nice to see Judge leave the yard again. But good good vibes in Yankee land, in, in my opinion, heading into a, a big uh I mean we say big, even though they're 14 up, but still it's always big when when they play Boston, especially because I mean, what is it? almost 20% of their remaining games are against the Red Sox because they, they haven't played them. They haven't played them at all much. They only did the first weekend of the season. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know the Red Sox are walking into this series saying, well, now we have games that we can control to close this gap. So they're going to take these as huge games. But Red Sox are scuffling a little bit. Um, so I know we'll, we'll, we'll get to that um, in a second here. Yeah, yeah. Before we get to that, which there's a couple other things I wanted to ask you about. And again, if you guys like what you're hearing, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. But Sean, how Steinbrenner spoke today, and uh, makes me sick every time he does. But okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, just what were your takeaways? I think the two highlights were that he made it pretty clear that it doesn't seem like there's going to be any more negotiations with Judge until the end of the season, since he literally said, but that will wait until the end of the season. So, and, and, and also it doesn't seem like judge was, would be too motivated to talk negotiations right now because he's, you know, putting up MVP numbers. So he probably wants to keep playing and just keep watching that hypothetical contract number go up, but just, yeah, that was, that was a highlight. And then another one I thought that kind of stuck out was that, uh, and we had people on WFAN who were pretty, angry about this answer too but he basically said that the Yankees front office has not even begun to start meeting about trade the trade deadline and discussing what they might need and you know this is a trade deadline that's three weeks away so I guess that that could frustrate some fans but basically said that they haven't even begun brainstorming so yeah just your takeaways on on those two highlights from his uh zoom conference first time talking to reporters since before the season yeah, I mean, like I said, anytime he talks, I wind up getting annoyed. Um, the judge stuff doesn't surprise me, but I mean, we've known all along judge didn't want to talk during the season, and now we know the Yankees apparently don't want to either, even though 
Cashman had sort of signaled otherwise, um, you know, at, at some point, I believe. But I was kind of hoping the Yankees would make Judge an offer he couldn't refuse, so there was no negotiations and they would get it done. But now we know that's not going to be the case. Um, and then he also did mention that, you know, Cashman's on the last year of his contracts. They haven't had a, an extension here. So, um, you know, I don't think Cashman, Cashman has so much power within the organization. I don't think he's going anywhere. I hope he's at least thinking about the trade deadline if, if Hal and his people aren't. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I'm, I can't, I'm a pretty big procrastinator myself, but I don't know if this is the situation for that. Um, but I, I hope Cashman and his team are at least exploring options and that house just, you know, probably out on a yacht somewhere quite often, doesn't really know what's going on. That, that's kind of what I'm expecting. Yeah. I mean, back, back to the, the judge thing. I, I like I said, I totally... Aaron Hicks just hit a grand slam just, just so you know, sorry to interrupt. This is just the, this is just the revenge game for, every slumping Yankee that needed to, <laughs> that needed a, a I, I didn't hit. know Hicks was allowed to get hits with the bases loaded. I know. I mean, and John Carlo just went deep. This is, this is so the, the giants went for, they elected for the two point conversion over the Steelers here. It's 15 to nothing. <laughs> All right. So uh, pretty, pretty good stuff from, from the Yankees tonight. So that's, that's fun. But, but yeah, back to the, the judge negotiation. I, like I said, I understand why judge wouldn't want to, negotiate because you know his hypothetical price tag only keeps going up and tonight is another reason he just hit his 30th home run of the season it was a grand slam but if you're the Yankees like how I don't understand how you could be content with that you you're risking having judge out in the open for other teams to bid on I mean I I just don't get why you wouldn't be incredibly motivated to go at him with a sweeter deal and lock this up. So you don't have to deal with other people who are willing to, you know, back up the, back up the truck for judge and then get into a bidding war and even have him question whether he should, he should be playing elsewhere. This is, I mean, it's, it would be, it's still unfathomable to me to think that judge would play elsewhere, not just because of the fact that he's, you know, the homegrown Yankee, the face of the franchise, seemingly the lone baby bomber that blossomed into the kind of star that the Yankees hoped he would out of, out of that core, but also because he's one of the best players in the league. I mean, he's playing a steady center field this season. Now he's, I think he's above 40 games played in center field. That only increases his value too, if showing that he can be solid in center field. So I, I just, I don't understand how the Yankees aren't, pressing this issue and, and going to him with a better deal and saying, Hey, like, let's, let's get this locked up before the season ends and, and try to not let him get to free agency. I think it's a little, it's a little troubling to let him get there. I still believe the Yankees will sign him, but just having to deal with the tension of what if is, is just not, not appealing to me at all. Yeah. I mean, look at what happened with uh, the Freddie Freeman stuff. Who knows what really happened there? Things get messy when you get to free agency. Other teams get involved. You know, I mean, look, Judge is a superstar. I bet you Colin over in the Queens is going to make him feel very, very wanted, very, very much appreciated. And the Yankees haven't done that so far to him. They haven't given they haven't given him that. I'm sure the Giants are going to come call and kind of come back more closer to home competitive team out there competitive team in Queens now with the Mets um 
and he's going to be a superstar no matter where he goes. I, you know, I think maybe the West Coast for some players, you, you do get less attention, but the lore of playing closer to home might might be better for him. So who who knows? There's going to be there's going to be teams that are in it. He could stay in New York and become, uh, you know, a hero for the Mets. He could stay in New York and, you know, can become a get his number retired with the Yankees. It's just going to be his decision. And at the end of the day, it's going to be the money that talks. And, uh, you know, the Yankees have now put themselves in a position where they have to compete with others, not just themselves. So it's not great. I think Hal's very tone deaf and and how he speaks. Like he fans don't want to hear that. They haven't started thinking about the trade deadline. They don't want to hear that. They've shut themselves off from the judge stuff. Like it is what it is. Yeah. And I hope, I mean, for me personally, I also don't want to hear that, oh, we were focused on winning a championship. We don't want to talk about uh, contracts right now. It's like, well, that's should be. You know how you win championships? Get good players and keep good players. Yeah. And and you're hypothetically focused on winning a championship throughout an entire season. Yet the whole first half of this season, you were gearing up for a potential arbitration hearing against against him. So I don't I, I I hate hearing the, oh, we're focused on winning. We don't want to talk about contracts right now. Like you, you can do both. Like you had Judge playing this entire first half of the season, playing like an MVP while he had to answer questions and, you know, have a potential arbitration hearing looming over his head. So you should be totally fine with going back to the table and trying to sweeten the pot, get him to, get him to stay, get him to sign, just keep, keep him away from free agency, just because that's, that's a, it's a dangerous place to be, especially with him coming off the year that he's going to finish with. I mean, he's already put up incredible numbers and this dates back to last year too, when he stayed healthy for a full season and hit 40 home runs. So there are going to be plenty of teams that are convinced that this is the real judge and those injuries are, are behind him and they're going to pay him big bucks. So yeah, did, did not love hearing that from Hal today. Same and here. The Yankees have 21 hits. That's Well, they're facing Josh Van Meter. The, the last two home runs, Hicks and, and, and Stan, were against Josh Van Meter. Yes, raising his ERA to 40.5. That's not what you want. <laughs> All right. Um, let's, let's, let's talk Boston. I don't feel like there's much else to, to discuss right now. The Yankees have played two games against the Pirates and – they obviously disappointed one night and now they are making up for that. And then some, and they're absolutely pummeling a terrible team, which is exactly what they're supposed to be doing. But over to Boston, the Yankees are going to Fenway and they have not been there since the 2021 wildcard game. And it's going to start with Cole on the mound in game one, his first start at Fenway since his disastrous showing in the 2021 wildcard game. But uh, let's see. We got Josh Winkowski going for Boston. He's got a 3-1-2 ERA in 26 innings, so obviously that's solid, but context is important. All those games have been against the A's, Orioles, Cubs, Tigers, and Guardians, so not too impressive lineups from him, but Sean, I think you, I think it's safe to assume that game one is slanted in the Yankees' favor looking at the pitching matchup. And you, I mean, this is the only pitch pitching matchup we know the complete matchup for because everybody else is TBD. At least it was before we started to record. I think I think game four we know. I think game four we know Nick Pavetta's on the mound okay. for Boston. So all, 
I stopped scrolling after two TBDs. So <laughs> bonus points for you to reading till the end. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, I think this is a big start for Cole too. He's had issues at Fenway and, you know, you want to kind of just put that mentally behind you. Um, and I think a lot of that was his hamstring at the end of the year last year. Right. So a big, a big start in Fenway for Cole to, to get off this series would be awesome, especially, you know, against the guy the Yankees should get on. I mean, he, you know, he doesn't have a lot of experience this season and he's faced some weak lineup. So the Yankees should, uh, Yankees should try to jump on him early, give Cole a lead and just, just cruise. And then, uh, we'll see. But I mean, I think, you know, Sunday night, you, you, you're looking at Tyone. So the, the Nestor and the game, hopefully Nestor's back to being himself. And then you got, uh, you know, Montgomery who always handles righties, righty lineups better than I think he will. Like he's pitched really well against the blue Jays a couple times. So not sure if, if, you know, him going up against the green monster there is something that, uh, I normally would be more concerned, but he always seems to find a way. Yeah, and then the Boston lineup has been been struggling a bit. They did just face a good pitching staff in, in the Rays, so that's that obviously should account for something. But, yeah, Nestor looked great in his last start against Cleveland. He gave up that first inning home run and then never really looked back. He was great. You have Montgomery in game three, and then Tyone and Pavetta in game four. Pavetta's been okay this season. I think you can say that about a lot of Boston starters because there is so much uncertainty, but uh, Pavetta was also, you know, hit for four earned runs against the Yankees, which was way back on April 9th. So that's obviously a long time ago, but he was also bombed against the Rays in his last start. He gave up seven earned runs against Tampa. That was back. I was just a, a few days ago and, you know, we've that's seen the Rays right. line up. They're not, they're not very good. So, mm-hmm. This this should be an I don't know this should be another pitching staff that the Yankees that the Yankee lineup beats up on a little bit especially because it's it's in Fenway it's a it's a hitter's park the Yankees are loaded with some powerful righties that can beat up on that green monster so I think this is another opportunity for the Yankees to show that they are not just the best team in in the division but the best team by far and that that fourteen game lead is a fourteen game lead for a reason and here's a chance to kind of prove who's in charge of, of this division and take down the team that's second in the division, albeit a distant second. Yeah. They're no, tied for tied for second right now. They'll be 14 back when we show up, which will be awesome. Yeah. I, I think this is actually going to be a relatively high scoring series, but the Yankees do have the starters to at least keep the Red Sox down enough. So I, I would hope that, you know, you'd see, maybe the Yankees take three out of four, even I think the way the pitching will line up with the uncertainty for the Red Sox and the Yankees having the advantage on Thursday, um, you know, you could definitely see the Yankees take three out of four. Um, hopefully no worse than a split. You never know. Uh, sometimes the Red Sox play really well at Fenway, but they did just get swept um, by, by the Rays there. I believe they had a two game series and uh you know, now that now they're scuffling a little bit, they were they they were hot, and now they're four and six in their last ten. So, um, you know, hopeful. And I'll be I'll be at Fenway to see Nestor pitch, which I'm super excited about. I've gone. This is my fourth game this year, my fourth different pitcher I get to see. So, um, I just need uh, I just need to see Montgomery to collect all the Infinity Stones. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah that that that's going to be cool. I mean, you know, Fenway is obviously a historic and pretty awesome park i haven't been there since i was like 14 years old or something like that whenever we went 
I think you were 15 them. or 16. It was 06. Okay. Alfonso Soriano played. Yeah, I remember being pumped to see him again. Then he went like 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. So that was that was a bit of a, a bit of a letdown. Yeah. But this is this will be my first Yank Sox experience. I'm excited for it. I, I really hope the Yankees win on Thursday so I can take a picture of the Yankees being four fifteen up on the on the Fenway oh, yeah. and send that out to our Red Sox family members. Just the Red Sox fan family members, excuse me. But we'll see. I mean, you can probably still send it with it saying 13. That's still pretty yeah. uh that's pretty still, pretty good. Still a statement. Yeah, but that that yeah, it should should be a should be a good series. I personally would be fine with a series split. You know, four game four game set on the road. I know the Yankees are the better team, but I don't know if today is going to change things the way they've been going lately. But we've kind of agreed that the Yankees haven't been firing on all cylinders like they had been earlier in the season. So if that remains the case, four game split is is fine with me walking out of Fenway and heading closer towards the all-star break with a 14 game lead over Boston. I mean, I don't know how you can complain about that, but the Yankees are certainly capable of taking three out of four or better. Like you said, Boston hasn't been, hasn't been at its best. I mean, they were incredible in June. They were on this incredible stretch where they wound up gaining pretty much no ground because the Yankees were were just as good. But Boston also hasn't won a series against a division rival against a division opponent this season. They, they, that that is guaranteed to continue after the loss to Tampa. They also they have a losing record against every AL East team. Again, losers of six of their last nine. So this doesn't. It seems like Boston's starting to to slip back closer to what they were at the beginning of the season when they started 10 and 19. So that torrid June, was that a sign of things to come? I don't know. It seems like they're sliding back a little bit at the wrong time because now they have the Yankees coming to town. I mean, we'll see. This is really an important series for them and not, you know, not just in terms of, I mean, look, the divisions we've seen create 14 and a half back, the Yankees come back, but um, you know, for, for their wild cards, the wild cards, a tight race. So they're going to need to, to win, to stay, stay afloat there. And you got to win your home game. So I'm sure they're going to come out super desperate, but I think the Yankees have the talent advantage. Hopefully they get Rizzo back um, from his, uh, his back stiffness. It sounded like he's getting close. So hopefully Thursday, Friday, he'll be back too, which, you know, would be huge. I think he's a great hitter for, for Fenway too, the way he's able to shoot the ball the other way. So um, we'll see, but um, yeah, I, I think the this series favors the Yankees and we'll see if it shakes out that way. Yeah, and they could use Rizzo for his for his pull side too, because he's always getting so close to that foul pole. That's so he, we've seen it happen in Fenway before. We've seen Didi Gregorius hit a 297 foot home run around the right field foul pole. So we'd, we'd love to see Rizzo take advantage of that too which is also my retaliation anytime someone complains about the short porch at Yankee Stadium, especially Red Sox fans. Like you oh, literally, you literally hit a home run less than 300 feet to right field at, at Fenway Park. I've seen it with my own eyes. All right, um, the belts. So we had a two-game series. I said Tyone. I was very wrong. Um, but who gets the belt? I mean, there's so many to choose from now because we had so many guys who <sighs> desperately needed to break out and wound up having a huge, a huge night. I mean, you could even go not offense at all and give it to Seve. I mean, I, that, that's what I was thinking. I mean, I picked IKF and he had five hits, but when you have guys hitting grand slams and, and whatnot, it's hard to pick a guy that, that just had like five, 
five regular old hits, but yeah, I, I, I would give it to Seve. I thought, I thought it was really cool to see him kind of face. He's had some tough tests. He's faced the Astros the last two times out, see him face an inferior lineup and really just shut them down and go back to being the bully that he can be. I, I would give it to Seve and he, you know, he's our boy. That's yeah, that's fair. I, I think I, I would say it would have gone down to either Sevy or Judge because Judge had he had the RBI last single last night. Now he's got three hits tonight, including a a grand slam. So, and the Yankees actually made it sixteen nothing on an RBI single by Higgy. So he's having a a big night too. But yeah, I, I'd, I'd say let's go with Sevy. So who you got for? For this weekend now. Now, do you want to just unite and both pick John Carlo? <laughs> I was going to pick John Carlo. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to just do a, a unity pick and and pick Stanton? He hit the one home run tonight. Maybe that's going to and he's playing the Red Sox. Yeah, he loves to face the Red Sox. I mean, had was pretty much one of the only bats who got anything going in the wild card game against them. I mean, the, his grand slam at Fenway last year was one of my favorite moments of, moment, of yeah. last season. So he's but, always been good against him since, since 2018, since he got here. You, you know what you take Stanton. I'm going to go way off the board. I'm going to, I'm going to take Gallo. I'm going to say he got going tonight. I'm just total wild. I'm going to go in total opposite direction. I would, I would love nothing more as much as I say, I'm ready for the Yankees to move on from Gallo. And I think it's time. And you've had just about a full year now sample size to kind of tell you that this one just didn't work out. I would be just as happy to be proven wrong and see Gallo go on a tear and hit 10 home runs in a month. That would be, that would be fantastic. And I, I was Super happy to see him hit that no doubter tonight because I know how much he needs it. As much, as frustrated as we are with Gallo, he's even more frustrated because he's the one actually playing. So, oh I, yeah, I hope you're right. We'll see. I'm just trying, you know, trying to push some good energy towards towards him by by picking him. Since I got got IKF off the Schneid, so now my next mission is Gallo. Yeah, maybe you should take that mantle from now on because I've tried that in the past with Hicks at one series and he did absolutely nothing. Then I just tried it with Tyone to try to get him going again. Well, so, we'll see if 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 we start if we get another one, we'll call it a trend. All right, sounds good. So pulling for Gallo this weekend. This is actually a fitting time to wrap this up because the Yankees just recorded the last out of a sixteen nothing victory. So. The Yankees split the series, the little two-game series in Pittsburgh. Now it's off to Boston, and it's uh, off for the weekend for us. So everybody enjoy the big, uh, big series at Fenway, and we will talk to you once it's over. See you later, everybody. Go Yanks.